Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Shaykh Khalid Muhammad. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Welcome brothers to my first lesson, Yani back. Obviously I was overseas for almost uh, three months and I got back about two days ago, Yani. so... Uh, I'm still a bit jet lagged, <laughs> so insha'Allah ta'ala yani today uh, we'll be discussing a very important topic and I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make it easy for me to give it its right, because today's topic my brothers, as you all know, yani drugs and alcohol, and we put underneath the title, what can I do for my family, because in reality, yani not just our communities, but communities in almost every country yani that I've personally travelled to and the likes, uh, this is a uh, common theme, yani problem, a common problem in all of these countries in multiple and different areas. And I'm sure yani, we all know uh, of someone, whether it's ourselves yani, or someone from our family, a family member, or friends, or someone in the community that has faced problems uh, regarding or with drugs and alcohol. So today's topic is, is very important. And subhanAllah, when I was preparing uh, the topic, I actually said to myself, man, this needs يعني, a full, uh, probably 10-part series, to be honest. And actually, this today's lesson was initially a little workshop, a two-day workshop I had prepared, which was three hours each day. And today, subhanAllah, when I was just kind of organizing the notes and the likes, I said to myself, subhanAllah, this probably needs يعني, to give it its right about a 10-part uh, series in reality. But insha'Allah ta'ala today, we'll try to cram a lot of the information in, beginning يعني, with uh, a general uh, uh, topic يعني, or general talk about drugs and alcohol. And then insha'Allah ta'ala, some verses and ahadith regarding drugs and alcohol and a few other points until we get to the end where I'll mention some questions to show you guys how important it is to really study these topics how important it is to really study these topics. Because a lot of brothers and sisters, they might think, well, drugs and alcohol, well, it's not me, it's not my family, and we're not affected, for example. But it's not just limited to taking drugs and alcohol in the way that we know, and illicit substances and one, two, three. But rather, the topic of alcohol can branch off to so many different factors and can fall under so many different topics in the religion as you're going to see insha'Allah ta'ala. So to get straight into it, uh, I'm going to try not to go for too long insha'Allah, but as I said, this initially was a longer kind of workshop, which insha'Allah ta'ala, if Allah azza wa jal wills, maybe we can do it here at ASWJ or Masjid al-Azhar Bilmu, and it can be a proper insha'Allah two-day workshop where we can go through these masail one by one and take our time with them. Because wallahi, it really it does need time, yani, to dissect a lot of that which has come in the Qur'an, the Sunnah from the Salaf and the Ulama regarding, regarding this topic. When Allah Azza wa Jal, my brother, speaks about the successful in the Qur'an, I know we've heard many times, subhanAllah, the topic of who are the successful and what are the traits of the successful. Uh, and insha'Allah ta'ala, towards the end, I'll mention something about that with obviously New Year's yani, coming up. And before that, and before I continue what I was just saying, that was one of actually the reasons I wanted to give this topic today. Because so many brothers and sisters obviously now are concerned and rightfully, and this is a concern of every single Muslim in the ummah, in what's happening in Palestine, and what's happening in uh, Sudan, and what's happening in Chechnya, and many other countries and areas around the world to the Muslims and with the Muslims. And this is a concern for every believer. But how can we possibly expect, for example, to liberate Al-Quds? And how can we possibly expect to be a support to our brothers and sisters overseas and in our own backyard in Sydney, Australia, or in Australia? How can we expect to support them if we ourselves can't stay away from a simple, small fitna, like those brothers and sisters who, for example, might call you know, for the Mahdi. They can't wait for the Mahdi to come. Because as we know, the Mahdi will go to war with the Dajjal and the army of the Dajjal like this. And he himself will have his army. So they'll call for this time and they want this time and they desire this time. But you want to face the greatest trial that will ever ever come to mankind, which is the Dajjal, which is what the Prophet told us, 
The greatest trial is the Dajjal that mankind will face. Yet we can't, we can't face and pass the test of drugs and alcohol. We can't pass the test of music, of swearing, of being bad to our parents. We can't pass these tests, simple little tests. Yet we expect, for example, to go and take on the Dajjal and the army of the Dajjal. We expect to go and, for example, one, two, three. How? When we can't even simple little things, we can't even pass. And when I say we, inshallah ta'ala, we, he can, inshallah ta'ala. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make it easy for us. But definitely when you go outside and you look at the state of the ummah and where the Muslims are today in respect to knowledge and even action, then you say Allahun Musta'an, Allahun Musta'an. My brothers, Allah Azza wa Jal, when he described the successful in the Qur'an, from the traits he mentioned in Surah Al-A'raf, he says, الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ الرَّسُولَ النَّبِيَّ الْأُمِّيِّ those who follow the messenger and the prophet who is unlettered, meaning can neither read or write. This prophet that Allah Azza wa Jal sent, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, just like every other prophet, they had a job to do. They had a mission to accomplish. They had an objective to complete. So Allah Azza wa Jal now telling us of the traits of the successful of the believers, he says, الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ الرَّسُولَ النَّبِيَّ الْأُمِّيَّ الَّذِي يَجِدُونَهُ مَكْتُوبًا عِنْدَهُمْ الَّذِي يَجِدُونَهُ مَكْتُوبًا عِنْدَهُمْ فِي التَّورَاتِ وَالْإِنْجِيلِ Those who follow the messenger, the prophet, who can neither read nor write, whom they find written with them in the Torah and the Gospel, what are the jobs of this prophet? What are some of the things this prophet was sent to do? He enjoins them to good and with goodness. And he forbids them from the evil. And he makes permissible for them the good things. And he makes forbidden for them the bad and the evil things. Until at the end of the verse Allah Azza wa Jal says, فَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِهِ وَعَزَّرُوهُ وَنَصَرُوهُ وَاتَّبَعُوا النُّورَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ مَعَهُ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Those who believe in this Prophet and they honor him and they help and support him and they follow the light, meaning the Qur'an which has been sent down with him, it is they who will be the successful. So one of the jobs of this Prophet وسلم, is to forbid for them the evil and the evil matters and things. And from the greatest of evil matters is alcohol and is intoxicants in general. From the worst of haram, as Allah Azza wa Jal described it as rijis. Rijis meaning like an abomination. An abomination. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, O you who believe, O you who believe, إِنَّمَا الْخَمْرُ وَالْمَيْسِرُ وَالْأَنصَابُ وَالْأَزْلَامُ رِجِسٌ مِّنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ فَاجْتَنِبُهُ فَاجْتَنِبُهُ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Oh, you who believe, indeed gambling, gambling, and subhanAllah, as I said, one of the reasons I picked this topic for today, for today, is because you look at this, what Allah Azza wa Jal connects it to, as we're going to see, that this is, as he refers to, as shaytan's handiwork. This is like shaitan's magic, these matters. And look how all of them and more occur at New Year's, subhanAllah. And occur at the festivals and festivities of the kafar and mushrikun. Allah Azza wa Jal, he says, interpreted as, O you who believe, إِنَّمَا الْخَمْرُ Intoxicants and gambling and al-ansab wal-azlam, which are arrows for seeking luck, they are an abomination of shaitan's handiwork. So Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, avoid that. Everything which was mentioned, avoid it. Stay away from it, so that you may be successful. Then Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, and I want you to remember this verse, when we mention Ibn al-Qayyim's word, rahimahullah ta'ala, at the end of this, this lesson. 
That indeed Satan, he wants to excite enmity and hatred between you with intoxicants and gambling. And look at the world we're living in today. How many brothers just in our backyards get shot yearly or stabbed yearly over intoxicants? Because intoxicants isn't just the cup of wine or the cup of alcohol or spirits or whatever they refer to them as. Intoxicants includes all the drugs. All the drugs which remove the, 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 the pretty much the mind, yani, which uh, uh, blemish the mind, cloud the mind. All of that is included. To the extent some of the ulama, they refer to as those painkillers, which some of the brothers they take and they abuse they said if you abuse them and you're not in need of them and you do this to get that high and the likes, it falls under that same ruling. To that extent, subhanAllah. And I made the post about this almost four or five years ago, wallahu alam. And subhanAllah, the amount, wallahi, forget, you know, brothers on the amount of sisters that messaged after that post saying how their husbands are on these painkillers and get that high and the likes just gives you half an understanding of what some of our brothers and sisters are going through. Are going through. So subhanAllah, Allah Azza wa Jal says, Indeed, shaitan wants to excite enmity and hatred between you with intoxicants and gambling. Allah Azza wa Jal says, And he wants to hinder you through this from the remembrance of Allah and from the prayer. So will you not abstain? Then Allah Azza wa Jal right after. He says, obey Allah and obey the messenger and beware. Beware of all of these things which were mentioned in the previous ayat. And if you don't beware, if you want to remain arrogant, especially after getting reminded, if you turn away, then know that upon our messenger is only to convey and clearly convey the message. You know, this in reality is a threat, especially to those who they hear the message and they understand and comprehend the message and they turn away. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He referred to these intoxicants and the alcohol and the likes as an abomination. And look at what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam refers to as the key to all evils. The key to all evils. And in another narration, a disease. And Uthman radiallahu anhu and Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhuma, they referred to it as the mother of all evils. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, listen to this hadith, where one of the companions, Wa'il al-Hadrami, he says that Tariq ibn Suwayd went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's a man, a companion, he went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, Ya Rasulullah, Pretty much the ruling on treating oneself medically. See how I told you brothers at the start, huh? It's not just what people think, well, I get a cup, for example, which I'd love a bottle of water if there is. It's not just get a cup, yani, uh, and then it's just the alcohol and drinking the alcohol. We all know that's haram. Everybody knows that's haram. But why or one of the reasons it's so important to study these matters is it branches out to so many other topics. Can I now go and get medicine with alcohol in it? Can I now do one, two, three, which we're going to talk about at the end of the lesson. So many things that affect us in our day-to-day lives. Our day-to-day lives. So he comes and he asks about the ruling. And in one version it mentions, anha, That the Prophet wasallam forbade this companion from that. Now in a version, in a hadith, it says, Ya Rasulullah, inni asna'uha liddawa. A messenger of Allah. That I'm making this, I'm making, I don't need to, <laughs> I'm making this for medicine, for medicine. That's all right. I'm making this for medicine. And in another version, that Ya Rasulullah, we're just treating ourselves through this. And in another version, it mentions that this companion, Tariq ibn Suwayd radiallahu anhu, he kept asking, he kept asking about this matter, about the topic of treating oneself with the alcohol that he made and what? One, two, three. So then the Prophet ﷺ, after the companion called the adawa, 
The companion said, it's a medicine, Ya Rasulullah. The Prophet Sallallahu says, إِنَّهَا لَيْسَتْ It's not a medicine, but rather it's a disease. Rather, it's a disease. And in another hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu says, It's tanibu al-khamra. Stay away from intoxicants. Stay away from alcohol. فَإِنَّهَا مِفْتَاحُ For indeed, it is the key to all evils. And we're going to see a practical example of that, inshallah. And Uthman and Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, they said, اجتنبوا الخمر فإنها أم الخبائث. And in another version, الخمر أم الخبائث. Stay away, beware, stay away. Stay away from alcohol. Stay away from intoxicants, for indeed it is the mother of all evils. The mother, the pinnacle, subhanallah. The mother of all evils. Someone might, someone might think, yani, how is it the key to all evils? How is it the mother of all evils? Look at this practical example which we're about to mention, insha'Allah. And Nasai, rahimahullah, in one of the chapter headings, you know, I always mention this in, in my lessons, whether it's a general yani, lessons or more ilmi-based lessons. I tell the brothers always when you read in the books of hadith, pay attention to the chapter headings. Pay attention to the chapter headings. Because through those headings alone, Without the ahadith, just the headings, you can benefit and learn so much. One of the chapter headings is Babu Dhikri al Mutawallidah an Shurbil Khamr. The chapter of the chapter of the sins generated, which are a result of drinking intoxicants. And then some of the examples, min tarkis salawat, from leaving off the prayers, wa min haram Allah, and from killing the soul, which Allah Azza wa Jal has made forbidden, wa min ala al-maharim. And also having intercourse with those who are the maharim, or, or the falling into the evil matters. Uh, the evil matters. And now look at this example, what Uthman radiallahu anhu says, and I'll read the Arabic, yani, for the sake of keeping, inshallah ta'ala, the Arabic in our lessons. It's mentioned that Uthman radiallahu anhu said, اجتنبوا الخمر فإنها أم الخبائف. I'll read, inshallah, the Arabic paragraph, so be patient with me, and then we'll do the translation. اجتنبوا الخمر فإنها أم الخبائف. إنه كان رجل ممن خلا قبلكم تعبد فعلقته امرأة غوية. فأرسلت إليه جاريتها فقالت له إنا ندعوك للشهادة فانطلق مع جاريتها فطفقت كلما دخل بابا أغلقته دونه حتى أفضى إلى امرأة وضيئة عندها غلام وباطية خمر فقالت إني والله ما دعوتك للشهادة ولكن دعوتك لتقع علي أو تشرب من هذه الخمرة كأسا أو تقتل هذا الغلام قال فاسقيني من هذا الخمر كأسا فسقته كأسا قال زيدوني فلم يرم حتى وقع عليها وقتل النفس فاجتنبوا الخمر فإنها والله لا يجتمع الإيمان وإدمان الخمر إلا لا يوشك أن يخرج أحدهما صاحبا The narration brothers is an authentic narration that Uthman said and he's talking here about a man that was in the previous nations is coming another version, comes in another version. And as I said, this is an authentic يعني, hadith, or if you'd like to say, يعني, athar from Uthman. He says, avoid intoxicants, for it is the mother of all evils. Indeed, there was a man amongst those who came before you, who was a devout worshipper. You know, the story, brothers, for those who are maybe a little bit يعني, older than their teens, and that I'm not too sure about the teenagers here, but the story of Barsisa is a perfect example of, and this with this, along with this, of don't ever think it's not me. Don't ever, ever for a split second think I'm not that person. It's not going to happen to me. Wallah, I'm on another level. I've studied, I've done, I've this and that. Wallahi, in a heartbeat, a split second, when you rely on yourself and forget Allah Azza wa Jal, Billah, Allah Azza wa Jal may leave you to yourself and you'll find yourself from living a devout life in obedience to Allah Azza wa Jal, in a heartbeat, you flip and you end up doing that which you said before, Akhi, it's not me. It wasn't me. Wallah, I'm not involved in that. Alhamdulillah, I barely sin. Don't ever, ever have that mentality because Wallahi, we should fear for ourselves as the Salaf and the companions themselves. Many of them in the tens, as the Tabi'un would say, they used to even fear hypocrisy for themselves. 
So don't ever have the mentality, brothers, that wallah, I'm not going to fall into it. I'm safe. I'm protected. Look what Uthman is saying now. That there was a man who was a devout worshipper. And an immoral woman, a bad lady, fell in love with him. And this is, subhanAllah, another lesson يعني, for us on the danger of the opposite gender and having un-Islamic relationships with them. This lady يعني, was emerged, brothers, يعني, emerged with sins and the likes. So she fell in love pretty much with a devout worshipper. With a devout worshipper. So now she wants to try to get this devout worshipper. So what did she do? She sent her slave girl to him. And this slave girl, when she went to this man, she said to him, we're, we're calling you. We need you to bear witness over something. So now if you're called to bear witness, you should go if you're able to. So this man, he went. And the Athar, it mentions that every time this man would walk into the house, yani, or the mansion, or whatever it was, every time he would pass through a door, that this servant girl, she would lock the door behind him. Why is she going to lock the door? So that if he wants to run away, the door's locked. And doesn't that remind you yani, of the story of Yusuf alayhi salam? That the lady, yani, she seduced him. She seduced him against his will. She seduced him against his will. And she shut the doors. Yani. She shut the doors. So he's got nowhere to go, this man now. So every time he would be passing through a door, that servant girl, she would lock the doors in some way. And we know this is one of the greatest fitan yani. for mankind. Women are from the greatest fitna. And the opposite is also true for the sisters. And that is why from the seven shaded under the throne of Allah Azza wa Jal or the shade on the day of resurrection, one of them is a man who was called, as the hadith mentions, by a beautiful lady of status. You need to commit the, 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 the haram act. The haram act. And he says what? Indeed, I fear Allah. Indeed, I fear Allah. These are one, this is one of the seven who will be shaded by the shade of Allah Azza wa Jal on the day of resurrection. So now... This girl, she's locking the door. So then when he entered upon the lady now, he's meant to bear witness. So she said to him straightforward, Indeed, yani, I did not call you in reality to bear witness, but I called you so that you may have intercourse with me. Zina. Or, so that's one. Or, and remember, this is an example, a practical example of how intoxicants and intoxication is the mother of all evils. You've got three options she's telling him. Either you have Zina with me, or, or you kill this boy who she had who was holding a cup of wine or a cup of alcohol or you drink from the alcohol. Now anyone naturally, he's going to think about it and he's going to say, all right, well, having zina with someone else involves someone else. So I'm not going to choose that one. Killing someone else involves someone else. Oppression. I'm not going to commit that one. So give me the cup of wine. Give me the cup of alcohol. So the author, he mentions that this man, he said to the lady, pour me a cup until he drank. And this shows you the danger, my brothers, Yani, of just having a sip. Just having a taste, not just of alcohol, but having a taste of haram. Wallahi, brothers, when you go out of your way to have that taste of haram, whatever it is, you go out to that one party. You take that one drug. You speak to that one girl. That one will turn into a hundred. And wallahi, you could end up losing, losing everything, everything from your dunya and your deen. The dunya and the akhirah, subhanallah. So he said, pour me a cup. So he drank. And then he asked, look, subhanallah, the athar it says, he asked, fazidouni, give me more. Give me more. So they gave him more until the athar it mentions that he became drunk and he had intercourse with the girl, the lady, and then he killed the boy. And then he killed the boy. So what he thought initially was the safest was in reality the most dangerous. Because as we know, when someone's under the influence of intoxication and that mind is fogged and clouded, subhanAllah, the things he commits. So here, let us see as well some of the uh, what Allah Azza wa Jal mentions and then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam regarding intoxicants. Allah Azza wa Jal, he says, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ They ask you, 
and from the companions, yani the hirs of the companions, is they would constantly ask questions to the Prophet about that which will benefit them. So they ask you about intoxicants and gambling. Then Allah Azza wa Jal says, قُلْ فِيهِمَا إِثْمٌ كَثِيرٌ And that is a qira'ah. قُلْ فِيهِمَا إِثْمٌ كَبِيرٌ Is our qira'ah say indeed in them is great, is great sin and great evil. And then Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَمَنَافِعٌ And there's also benefit. Benefit how some of the ulama they said in respect to trade and the likes, which is another fitna that some of our brothers have fallen into, especially those who are going to get to, inshallah, of drug dealers and things like this. Where you'll see a brother making 10, 20, wallahu a'lam, how much thousand dollars a week. So when you try to speak to him and get him to stop, or he comes out of jail possibly, he finds it so hard, wallahi. And this is what we're saying, how dangerous it is to just have a taste, yani. Because that taste will take you to Allahu A'lam where another world. So he comes out of jail, and these are practical things that we've all seen, I'm sure. And we've all heard of in our own communities. And now he can't. He can't work a single day like a normal brother would. Because he's only pulling out 150, 200, like three or four hundred dollars a day. But this brother was used to pulling two, three, four thousand dollars a day, if not more, or if not less. This is the fitna. So Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَمَنَافِعَ And there's benefit. But what is the benefit as some of the scholars they said? As I said, the trade and things like this. Then Allah Azza wa Jal reminds us, وَإِثْمُهُمَا أَكْبَرُ مِن نَفْعِهِمَا And their evil, the evil related and connected to this is much greater than the benefit. So there are many narrations that have come outlining the rulings and the seriousness revolving or regarding intoxication. So much so my brothers that I personally, wallahu a'lam, I personally do not know in the sunnah a sin which has so many different people being cursed related to it. As the hadith mentions, as comes in one of the chapter headings, بَابُ اللَّعْنَ أَوْ بَابُ لُعِنَةِ الْخَمْرُ عَلَىٰ عَشَرَةِ أَوْجُهُ that wine is cursed, alcohol or intoxicants are cursed from 10 angles. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, look what he says. لُعِنَةِ الْخَمْرُ عَلَىٰ عَشَرَةِ أَوْجُهُ That alcohol or intoxicants have been cursed from 10 different angles. بِعَيْنِهَا وَعَاصِرِهَا وَمُعْتَصِرِهَا وَبَائِعِهَا وَمُبْتَاعِهَا وَحَامِلِهَا وَالْمَحْمُولَةِ إِلَيْهِ وَآكِلِ ثَمَنِهَا وَشَارِبِهَا وَسَاقِهَا he says the Prophet ﷺ, look at the ten that have been cursed connected to alcohol. Same thing like riba brothers, we all know the danger and the seriousness of usury, or what we know today as interest. Even though the West, they try to make these beautiful names for all these evils, are interest, wallah, for one of the greatest sins on the face of this earth, which is usury riba. When it comes to alcohol, they call them spirits. They give them all of these names, yani. All of these names to try to cover the reality. To try to cover the reality. So the Prophet says wine or alcohol intoxicants are cursed or is cursed from 10 angles. The wine itself and the one who squeezes. And we know wine can be made from grapes and one, two, three certain fruits. The one who squeezes is cursed. The one for who it is squeezed for. The one who sells it. And a side note, that is once... There was a companion who, subhanAllah, pretty much offered the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam alcohol. So the hadith mentions that a man gave the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam a small skin full of wine. Yani a small, whatever you'd like to say, bowl or bottle full of wine. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him, Do you know that Allah azza wa jal has forbidden it? Has made it haram? He said, No. Then he whispered, this man that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is talking to, he whispered to another man. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him, what are you whispering? And he, I'm talking to you and you're whispering to someone. He said, what are you whispering? So the man said, I told him, the one I was whispering to, I told him to sell it. He said, the one who has forbidden drinking it, it has also forbidden selling it. And that's a very important matter, brothers. As I said, this is another little branch that falls under the topic of alcohol. Wallah, if you, for example, are gifted alcohol, are you allowed to take it? If you already have a bottle for whatever reason, يعني, are you allowed to sell, sell it? How do you dispose of it? And things like this. So the Prophet ﷺ told us the wine is cursed. 
The one who squeezes is cursed. The one for who it's squeezed for is cursed. The one who sells it is cursed. The one who buys it is cursed. The one who carries it is cursed. Imagine today you're doing your, uh, what do they call it? Um, delivering yani, but courier, I think. Uh, Uber is included as well, as we're going to get to, inshallah, the end. Courier driving. You got, for example, packages. Say you know that you have a package of alcohol in your, in your whatever it is, yani, your truck. Are you allowed to take it? Are you not? Very important masail, subhanAllah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, the one who carries it, the one for who it's carried for, the one who consumes its price, the one who drinks it, and the one who pours it. And even the server, subhanAllah. For example, someone might come, wallah, as a waitress or a waiter, and they say, wallah, I'm just pouring it. I've got nothing to do with it. I'm just pouring it for them. Even they are cursed by Allah azza wa jal. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa my brothers, he says, every intoxicant is khamr, and every intoxicant is forbidden. Anything, as we said, that fogs the brain like this. So from the drugs that we all know, yani of cocaine and all of these other drugs, included in that, which is something so common in, in our day and age, is weed. Pot, yani. All of this is all haram. And as we're going to see, subhanAllah, the Prophet said, if anyone drinks wine, yani drinks alcohol, intoxicants, drinks, takes, yani, takes is included, of course, Allah Azza wa Jal will not accept the prayer from this individual for 40 days. And when the Prophet he said, Allah will not accept the prayer. That doesn't mean, Wallah, you got a concession now that you don't need to pray. You got the days off 40 days. No, you still need to pray, but there will be no reward whatsoever attached to that prayer. Then he says, the Prophet but, and this is a question we get asked, and I've been asked this personally multiple times, that for example, if I did smoke pot, يعني, and I repented to Allah Azza wa Jal, Sincerely, will my prayer be accepted? The Prophet ﷺ answered that for us. And he says, but if he repents, Allah will accept his repentance. If he repeats it a fourth time, then it is binding on Allah Azza wa Jal that he will give him from Tinatul Khabal. What is Tinatul Khabal? The companions, they said, Ya Rasulullah, what is this? He said, it is the juices or the discharge of the wounds of the people of the fire. This is what this individual will get. The discharge of the wound, some of the ulama, they said like the pus, and some said like the sweat, the discharge of the wounds of the people of the fire. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and wallahi once this happened, subhanallah, in front of me in my eyes, where, you know, someone wants to be smart as an old, you know, older person, so he gives, for example, a child, uh, maybe a cigarette to smoke, or maybe he gives a child a little bit. Of whatever it is, the Prophet ﷺ said, if anyone serves it to a minor who does not distinguish, yani this kid is not able to distinguish between halal and haram, then it is binding upon Allah that he will give him to drink the discharge of wounds flowing from the inhabitants of the hellfire. Also, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, cursed is the one, look subhanAllah, cursed is the one who sits at a table where it is served. So how many brothers and sisters, for example, they ask, can we go to these Christmas parties or whatever it is for work? And it's just a gathering. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I mean, you're going to a place where forget everything else of kufr and shirk and the likes. But you're going to a place that minimum these people are going to be drinking. As if you would want to put yourself in a position where almost everyone, if not everyone around there is cursed by Allah Azza wa Jal. And the alcohol itself is cursed by Allah Azza wa Jal. Like we're not even allowed to sit at a table where it's being served and passed around as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And even in a hadith which has been classified as weak by many ulama, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it's been attributed that he said, Mudminul Khamr ka'abidil wathan. That the one that is addicted to alcohol, the one that is addicted to intoxication, then he is like the one that worships an idol. Subhanallah. He is like the one that worshipped an idol. Uh, before we continue, brothers, if anyone needs to stand and stretch, يعني, or go sit at the back on a chair, there's no problem at all. It's also mentioned in another hadith that one of the Sahaba entered upon Abdullah ibn Amr, and he said, did you hear the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say anything about khamr? He said, yes, I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say, if a man amongst my ummah drinks khamr, Allah will not accept his prayer for 40 days. And some of the ulama, they said, the prayer itself is mentioned. 
because the prayer is from the best or the best of the outwardly actions of the outwardly actions so it is likely subhanallah it is likely that if the prayer is not accepted meaning not rewarded then it is likely that for the other actions as well he won't be rewarded you know sometimes you get these brothers subhanallah that deal with drugs and as they're dealing with drugs they say i'm going to give some in sadaqah like that sadaqah allah azza wa jal is pure and he only accepts the pure as comes in the narration yani for just like your prayer is not accepted for 40 days some of the ulama they said your fasting is not accepted for 40 days how many brothers and sisters before ramadan they'll go get high before ramadan or in the nights of ramadan like why are you fasting if you think you're fasting which ramadan's around the corner if you think you're fasting just for you not to have any drink or food and water and the likes yani then you haven't understood the purpose of fasting and likewise the other actions as well so as we can say brothers the topic yani is obviously a very serious topic and everyone has a role to play and i think you can understand inshallah why i said that this really needs yani almost a 10 part series or something like that because wallahi really we could have stopped with every hadith and explained a lot more regarding this but the point today my brothers yani i wanted to get across is one to show you guys or remind you guys of the seriousness of intoxication yani it isn't a joke wallahi it's not a joke and we'll only appreciate or understand that it's not a joke when we go through the ayat and ahadith which talk about this and how do you expect our sons and our daughters and our brothers and our sisters to understand the severity of something when they're clueless about Allah, what Allah Azza wa Jal said about it and what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said about it. So some of the things that we can do for ourselves, because I don't doubt my brothers that we've been in positions either we've been offered or we may have billah, even taken a drug or something like this. So we need to get that help if, if we're someone who is going through something like this, we need to get that help for ourselves and likewise help others who we know, whether it's family or not family. That's why subhanAllah, yani after we said, what can I do for my family? Really, it's more than that. What can I do for myself? What can I do for my family? What can I do for my community? What can I do for my ummah? What can I do? Don't just think, wallah, I'm no one. I'll leave it to the sheikh. I'm, I don't have a role. Every single one of us has a role to play. Some of the things that we can do, my brothers, is spread awareness about the dangers and the consequences of intoxicants. And even the kafar, my brothers, even the kafar, when they print the packaging on the cigarette, you know, the packaging, don't they put all this lung cancer and the teeth and I don't know what else? Yes, they do. Why to act as a deterrent? They're showing you firsthand. If people want to take that as a joke, and that, that's, that's up to them. If people want to turn a blind eye to that packaging and the reality of what smoking causes, and likewise what drinking and the likes causes, that's their problem. But at least upon us, if the kafar themselves are doing that, like at least we should feel ashamed. Yani. It should be us as Muslims spreading these ayat, Spreading these ahadith, spreading this da'wah, raising this awareness first and foremost for ourselves and for our families, our wives, our husbands, our children, our mothers and fathers, our sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters, our nation, our ummah, our communities. As I said, wallahi, I don't have a doubt in the world, especially for those who are older, either have a family member, if not they themselves, or a family member or a friend, or someone who a friend knows, or something like that, that they know who has been under the influence of these kind of things. So we all can really, really, we can all play a part really. So teach them the dangers and the consequences in both the deen and the dunya. The financial, the social, how many brothers do we see? Wallahi, yani, if they don't get a hit of something, wallahi, this person, if he had the opportunity, he'll kill, he'll kill just to get a hit of the drug that he wants. He'll kill someone else just to get a hit of the drug that he wants. Or just to get a sip of the alcohol that he wants and things like this. Especially those who are addicted or obsessed and the likes. 
So when it comes to the financial, the financial consequences, the social consequences where you see people not even being able to hang out for a second, a little gathering they can't even come to because of the mental effect يعني, that this intoxication has had on them. Likewise, we said the financial, likewise the physical. And that's all got to do with the dunya. What about the spiritual, my brothers? What did Allah Azza wa Jal say? إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَن يُوقِعَ بَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةَ وَالْبَغْضَاءَ فِي الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ وَيَصُدَّكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَعَنِ الصَّلَاةِ That shaitan's aim is to cause this enmity and hatred through intoxicants and gambling and to hinder you from the remembrance of Allah and the prayer. This is from the greatest of hindrances, from the greatest of obstacles to you having a strong connection with Allah Azza wa Jal is intoxication. Also, don't we see how many people have lost their jobs because of these matters? Have lost their family because of these matters? Have lost themselves and their deen because of these matters? And how many people likewise, يعني, and this is a side note to the parents especially. Brothers, especially if you have children, and for those who don't, and inshallah we'll get in the future, inshallah ta'ala, you can't have the mentality that wallah my sons and my daughters will figure it out. It's all good. It's like the brothers yani, that their sons are 12, 13, 14, 15 and they act like wallah my son himself he'll figure out the topic of wallah uh, the wet dreams. He'll figure out the topic of or the daughter will figure out by herself the topic of menstruation. Ma'akhi, you have a responsibility. If you're going to act in everything in life that they'll figure it out you're going to lose your children. Or at least, at least you're at risk of losing your children. If you yourself are not going to teach them about the dangers, then don't be surprised, Akhi, if one day your son comes home under the influence of cocaine or pot or more than that, or he had an accident and he killed someone because he was drunk. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. You never taught him. He went to school. He went to a hangout with his mates. They were having pot there, so he had a smoke. Don't be surprised because he didn't know the dangers. Look at Luqman alayhi salam. He's telling his son about shirk. He's telling his son about the prayer. His son about all of these obligations. His young son. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when Abdullah ibn Abbas was behind him, a young boy, to the extent he said, Ya ghulam, a young man, young boy. I'm going to teach you some words. And he gave him from the most important advice that Abdullah has ever received in his entire life. His entire life. So don't have the mentality that, wallah, their kids, they're going to learn themselves. Because if you're going to leave it to their friends to teach them, and you're going to leave it to the school to teach them, and you're going to leave it to social media to teach them, wallahi, you're treading a thin line and you're playing with fire. You're playing with fire. And the ironic thing is that so many situations that even I've personally, and I know many du'at have dealt with, you'll see that when it comes to a parent, and this parent's child is under the influence of drugs and the likes, what would they do when you're speaking to them to try to help their son? They'll start blaming his friends. His friends are bad. Ma'akhi, look at your own son. Because his friend's parents are saying the same about your son. You're saying his friends are bad. His mom saying your son's bad. But teach them from a young age so that they can grow, insha'Allah ta'ala, understanding these matters. This is the difference between us and the teenagers and the children of old. That for us, wallah, we're 30, 40, 50 years old and we still don't know what Allah said about these matters or what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said. Whereas at the time of the Salaf, they would drill, drill it into their children. The Quran, the Sunnah, what the companions said and things like this. Insha'Allah ta'ala, I'll try to quicken it up a bit and I'll just mention the general points leaving of some of the side notes and insha'Allah for anyone who would like to continue يعني, and uh, uh, know more about this topic in a lot more detail, you can join insha'Allah that workshop which we'll be conducting. One, one point my brothers that you can do is be direct with them. Don't be around the bush. Don't say, wallah my son's still young, he doesn't know. My daughter, wallah look, yes, I know she's 14, 15, but I I'm not going to be too direct. Obviously, get your, her mother to talk to her about menstruation and the likes. But no, no, I'm not going to be direct with them. No, be direct with them. 
and tell them the reality of the matter. Don't beat around the bush and act like they're, they're wallah, you know, little, little kids, four, five, six years old, that they're not going to understand and they're not going to learn and they're not going to, not going to, etc. Also, scare them, warn them from the punishment of Allah Azza wa Jal. Part of the da'wah of the prophets was at targhib wa tarheeb. Part of the da'wah of the prophets was warning the people. Scaring the people away with the verses about the day of resurrection, the hellfire, Allah's punishment, subhanahu wa ta'ala and the likes. But today we got a problem where some of us, we think that it's got to be all lovey-dovey, fairy floss, wonderland and Disneyland da'wah. That you're not allowed to, Allah, if you go and talk about the hellfire, you're extreme. If you go and talk about the punishments, you're extreme. Now part of the balance is to talk about this and to talk about this. To scare your children. And a very important point is connect your children to Allah Azza wa Jal. Connect your children not to yourself, but to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if you connect your son or your daughter to yourself, when you're out of the picture, Akhi, what are they going to do? They're going to go and do that which they wanted to do. But when you connect them to Allah Azza wa Jal, then they know that Allah Azza wa Jal sees them wherever they are. Hears them wherever they are, knows what they're doing, knows what they're thinking. That is why Luqman alayhi salam, what did he tell his son? Not fear me, not I'm here, not I. Allah azza wa jal. And he reminded him of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be there, be there and around your children. How many young people turn to these intoxicants because one or both of their family members were not in the picture? Or one or both of their family members were not showing them that love and mercy and affection. And we all know the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ along the lines or to the meaning where he saw a man uh, or he was kissing a child and a man saw him. And he said along the lines of, Ya Rasulullah, do you kiss your children? And the man ended up anyway coming to the point that he does not kiss his children. So the Prophet ﷺ said, what can I do if Allah has removed mercy from your heart? Also, my brothers, so be there, yani, and show them that care and that affection and the likes. My, the best of the best of men did that, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Also, my brothers, don't give them too much free time. Free time is one of the biggest killers. Like if free time is a killer for us as adults, then what about children who have the world at their fingertips on YouTube, on Facebook, on Snapchat and TikTok and all of these uh, apps yani, that so many use for the disobedience of Allah Azza wa Jal. Giving them that free time is destroying them and ruining them. How many teenagers today spend half the time, three quarters of the time, 90% of the time in their rooms doing what? When you give them that free time, they're going to Allahu A'lam yani, or it's going to be easier for shaitan to get to them. So try to fill up their time with that which will benefit them. Have programs for them. Whether it's got to do with the deen or as well included in that the dunya of sports, recreation and things like this. And that moves on to the next point to give them substitutes. Even someone, my brothers, who's been affected or afflicted with this trial and fitna of drugs and the likes and alcohol and the likes, they need to get substitutes. Yani, akhi, you're on a drug, for example, you get that high, etc. Try to substitute it with the gym, for example, yani. Do something that will fill up your time. Go and join a program of Qur'an. Join a class and classes and the likes and things like this. Wallahi, it's so important to one, not to have too much free time. And likewise, to substitute and yani, give yourself and others a substitute to these kind of actions. Also, correct the child when they make mistakes. This is so important, brothers. Correct your children and your family members when they make mistakes. Once again, don't look at it like they're just young. If you see a child, for example, swearing at his mother, you're the father, don't laugh her off as if it's a joke. Because wallahi, that is going to build and build and build until it's going to be from swearing to spitting at his mother's face and thinking it's a joke. You see your child, for example, something as simple as listening to music. Even if they're young, you tell them don't listen to music. Listening to music is haram. 
Allah Azza wa Jal, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, etc. If I correct your child, don't act like, Wallah, I don't have the heart to, because Wallahi, my brother, if you really, really care about your children and your family member, and if you really care about your friends, and if you really care about your partner, and if you really care about your brothers and your sisters, you'll correct them. And you won't leave them going off in the disobedience of Allah Azza wa Jal. Likewise, take them to places which Allah Azza wa Jal loves and keep them around people who Allah Azza wa Jal loves and who loves Allah or love Allah. Like Yami, the brother, he'll take his kid to 20 Bulldogs matches every single year, but to take his kid to a Friday night lesson, for example, or a Saturday night lesson in a masjid is the burden of the world on his shoulders. He can't do that. But to take him to 20 Bulldogs, 30 Bulldogs matches a year, to spend the money, to take him to travel overseas, no problem. No problem. What do you expect when they're going in an environment which is displeasing to Allah Azza wa Jal? Or even in their own houses. Fix your houses. Fix the environments that those kids are in. Otherwise, as we've mentioned so many times, man shabba ala shay'in shabba alayh. The one that grows up on something, he is going to grow old on that thing. The one that grows up on something, doing things, the way they do it, how they do it, the sins that they commit and the likes, he's going to grow old on that because of how he took it as a custom and the likes. Likewise, we said, connect them to Allah Azza wa Jal and not to yourself. Supplicate and make dua to Allah Azza wa Jal and teach them to supplicate. You supplicate and you teach your children likewise to supplicate. Keep an eye on what they watch and who they're speaking to. Brothers, there was subhanAllah a very sad case about I think maybe two or three years ago where one of the brother's daughters was only I think nine or ten or something like that. Video games, wallahi I forgot, yani Xbox or whatever it was, but video games like this. And she was talking to a stranger which she met online and that stranger, my brothers, we know today, yani, they're 8, 9, 10, they're buying their children's smartphones, for example. What do you expect, my brothers? Wallahi, it's devastating. This case specifically I'm talking about was devastating where it led to. Because you got an innocent little girl here. And you as a dad did not look over what that little girl was doing. You thought they're just playing games. So that one game turned into a message from someone, from a predator as we know, a pedophile or something like that, and goes off to WhatsApp messages and goes off to photos and things like this. A eight or nine or ten year old little girl, yani, and they're doing these things because they don't know any better. So where were you as a father? Where were you as a mother? Where were you as a brother or as an older sister and the likes? So yani, we need to know what are they doing? What are they playing? What are they watching? What are they listening to? Who are they talking to? Who are they talking to? Another point is to be aware of the teachings around them and the external influences. Yeah, I mean, you're going today, year seven, year seven, if not earlier than that. I remember personally, I think it was year eight in, I think, PDHP or something. Yeah, I mean, they're teaching children how to put the, you know, protection on a banana and the likes, Yani. Yeah, we need to know this as parents, but so that we can discuss with our children, my brothers. I don't like to be that direct and the likes, but the reality is we need to be realistic. This is what our children are learning at school. This is what the teachers are teaching our children. For if you are oblivious to that, because you can't sit down for 20 minutes a night and have a conversation with your son and your daughter, what do you think they're going to get taught? What do you expect, which is, I'd say, the majority of teachers, the kafar to teach your children? Let alone put that to the side. Imagine like in today with all these atheistic and liberalistic and feministic principles and, and things like this, subhanAllah. So be aware of the teachings around them and the external influences. Likewise, if you know that a family member or you yourself, as we said earlier, are facing this trial and the likes, treat the sickness early. Treat the sickness early and get the appropriate help that you need. There's no shame in going to a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a counsellor. There's no shame in going to a sheikh and discussing how can I get better? How can I better myself or my family member and the likes? Also, my brothers, don't give them too much. Sometimes, subhanAllah, as a father, yani, and as a mother, of course, for the sisters, you want the best, of course, for your son and your daughter. 
You want the best for your children, you want the best for your little brothers and sisters, you want the best for your family, you want the best for everyone insha'Allah. But at the same time, don't think that wallah, if I don't give my child that I'm, for example, torturing them, I'm punishing them. Wallahi, sometimes you giving your child, likewise in some cases, the man giving his wife or even vice versa is actually helping them in this problem. It's actually helping and supporting them in this problem. For how many brothers, anytime their kid asks for money, straight away, doesn't even ask what they need it for, what they're doing with that money, they give them. And here in reality, they're training. They're training them. And that's why you see some brothers who grew up like this, when they hit to 15, 16, 17, especially the later teens, let's just say something happened in the life of that parent that was giving them and they're no longer able to give them. This child now, we've trained this child for 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years to get whatever he wants, whatever he desires. We've trained him like that, subhanAllah. So now when he's not able to get that in a halal way, he's going to turn to what? A haram way. He's going to turn to a haram way. And we're the ones that have taught him that whatever you need, you're going to get. No, it's not whatever you need, you're going to get. Or it's not, sorry, whatever you want, you're going to get. It's what you need, inshallah, we'll try to facilitate it for you. So don't give them too much because sometimes even though you think you're helping them and you're aiding them and the likes, in reality, you're only hurting them. Likewise, as a partner, don't support your partner in sin. If you know that your wife is involved in this or you know that your husband is involved in this, I'll read to you what it's been mentioned that some of the scholars, they said, وَلَا يَنْبَغِي لِمْرَأَتِهِ أَن تُمَكِّنَهُ فِي حَالِ سُكْرِهِ مِن نَفْسِهَا That the lady shouldn't allow her husband to enjoy her, physically of course, whilst he is drunk. وَلَا أَن تُكْرِمَهُ And likewise she should not honor him, yani when he's drunk. وَلَا أَن تَنَامَ إِلَى جَنْبِهِ And she should not sleep beside him, once again when he's drunk. وَلَا أَن تُسْقِيَهُ مَاءً وَلَا غَيْرَهُ And likewise she should not even give him water to drink, or anything else to drink, meaning when he's drunk. وَكَذَلِكَ وَلَدُهُ And likewise the child. If you know your parent is involved in this, some of the scholars, they said all of these things apply. Because now you're supporting them and you're helping them. Rather, بَلْ يَهْجُرُوهُ لِلَّهِ وَيَمْقُتُوهُ فِي جَنْبِ اللَّهِ But rather, they should boycott him for Allah. For the sake of Allah. And likewise, hate him for the sake of Allah. لَعَلَّهُ أَنْ يَرْجِعَ فَيَتُوبُ For perhaps he might return and repent. فَإِذَا تَابَ عَادُوا إِلَى الْإِحْسَانِ إِلَيْهِ وَمُؤَاكَلَتِهِ then if he repents, then they return to honoring him and doing good to him and likewise eating with him or feeding him. And lastly, so obviously you can see that as a partner, you should not support your partner in this evil. Yani. Especially, especially, especially. And this is more for the sisters because usually it is the men yani, who are uh, 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 yani, involved in the trade or the transactions or the any drug deals and one, two, three, selling and buying and etc. That you should not support your husbands in this. And if for whatever reason, yani, there's a case where a sister is involved in this and the husband is not, then the husband should not support his wife in this whatsoever. Lastly, an advice yani, to anyone who is involved in the buying and selling of drugs and more so the selling specifically yani the drug dealers yani what do you say subhanallah wallahi yani they are from and you are from the scummiest of people on the face of this earth yani and wallahi you can see the consequences that it causes with families with people losing their positions and their jobs and their wealth and their health and possibly even leads to suicide yani how can you be so heartless to deal with drugs and the likes, يعني, seeing your community like that. And as a reminder, that it's never too late to repent, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept the repentance. But also as a reminder, every single dollar that is earned through this is haram money. And there will not be any barakah in that money for you. Allah azza wa jal will not bless that for you. Rather, Allah azza wa jal may curse you. And to add to that, that some of the ulama, they mentioned that the one who is involved in selling drugs, if there was an Islamic government established, if there was an Islamic government established and the judicial process takes place, then this individual after being reminded and the likes, if they continue, they are to be killed under an Islamic government. 
layer to be killed under an Islamic government. But that alone shows you the severity, يعني, and you can see the consequences of their actions and the athar and physical, يعني, pretty much remnants and what goes on because of what they do. And the, be like يعني, the Salaf and the companions that when they heard the Prophet وسلم, say, إِنَّ اللَّهَ حَرَّمَ الْخَمْرِ فَمَنْ أَدْرَكَتْهُ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ وَعِنْدَهُ مِنْهَا شَيْءٍ فَلَا يَشْرَبْ وَلَا يَبِعْ قَالَ فَاسْتَقْبَلَ النَّاسُ بِمَا كَانَ عِنْدَهُ مِنْهَا فِي طَرِيقِ الْمَدِينَةِ فَسَفَكُوهَا That the Prophet ﷺ made an announcement and he said, indeed Allah Azza wa Jal has forbidden alcohol. Whoever knows this verse, meaning because as we know, alcohol was revealed and forbidden in multiple stages. It wasn't just made haram directly. So the Prophet ﷺ, just two more minutes inshallah, the Prophet ﷺ said, Verily Allah has forbidden alcohol. Whoever knows this verse and has some of it, let him neither drink it nor sell it. So be like the Salaf and the companions who the Hadith mentions, the people came out into the street. As soon as they heard what Allah Azza wa Jal said, and they heard what the Prophet said, they ran and rushed to the streets with any remnants of alcohol that they had, and they poured everything out. They poured everything out. Wallahi, that is when Allah Azza wa Jal will put barakah in your life, and your wealth, and your health. And lastly, I'll read, inshallah, the words of Ibn al-Qayyim which I saw translated beautifully on the, on the Islamic uh, website. And this is from his uh, uh, book, Hadil Arwah. Wallahi, he mentions amazing words, and these are just snippets of these amazing words. He says, it clouds the mind, wastes money, causes headaches, tastes disgusting, as, and is an abomination of the shaitan's handiwork. It creates enmity and hatred between the people. It prevents them from remembering Allah and praying. It causes them to zina and may even cause them to commit incest. Incest with their daughters, their sisters or other female relatives. So that's his words. And now these are not his words. The Prophet said, The hour will not be established until you have intercourse in the streets like donkeys. Can you imagine back then you're hearing that hadith? What do you mean? Who would ever even think of that? But when you see today the influence and the consequences of alcohol and drugs and what it can lead to, wallahi, it's not surprising. And in another hadith, he says, the Prophet ﷺ, by the one in whose hand my soul is, the ummah will not cease to be. Yani, the day of resurrection will not occur and the likes until a man comes to a woman and has intercourse with her in the street. And the best of them on that day will be the one who says, why don't you take her behind the wall? Not even, don't do that. The best of them on that day will be the one that says, why don't you take her behind the wall? And in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, you will certainly follow the ways of those who came before you, handspan by handspan, cubit by cubit, to the extent that if they entered the hole of a lizard, you will enter it too. And the part of the hadith which Allah haven't heard, to the extent that if one of them were to have intercourse with his mother in the street, then you would as well do that. Going back to the words of Ibn al-Qayyim, that he said, how many wars has it started? How many rich men has it made poor? How many noble people has it brought low? How many blessings has it destroyed? How many disasters has it caused? How often has it created division between man and wife? How much regret has it generated? And how many tears has it caused to flow? How often has it closed the doors of goodness to the drinker and opened the doors of evil to him? How often has it brought the calamity or about calamity and hastened death? How much trouble has it brought to the one who drinks it? It is the source of sin, the key to evil. It takes away blessings and brings calamity. Even if it did not have all of these consequences, the fact that the one cannot have both the wine of this world and the wine of Jannah is a sufficient deterrent and the evil consequences of alcohol are many times more than we have mentioned. These are the words of Ibn al-Qayyim. And lastly, literally just another minute, some questions which shows you the importance of studying the topic of drugs and alcohol, my brothers. Just some of them is, what is the ruling on eating at a restaurant which sells alcohol? And what is the ruling of someone who divorces his wife whilst under the influence of alcohol? 
and what is the ruling of treating oneself with medicine containing alcohol and what is the ruling on eating foods which may possess minor amounts of alcohol what is the ruling on working in jobs like uber transporting people who are drinking or possessing alcohol what is the ruling in working in jobs like uber eats if you have to deliver alcohol what is the ruling in jobs which require stacking or shelving alcohol or selling on the cashier and register and the likes drinking from bottles which resemble alcoholic be beverages and what is the ruling on the money earned from sponsors or events which revolve around alcohol and what is the ruling on taking sadaqa from someone who has earned his money through drugs and alcohol and many other masail my brothers which as you can imagine now that when you think of drugs and alcohol, don't just think that it's haram. Wallah, we know it's haram and it's done and dusted. There are so many different masail that can come as a result to this topic. Fajazakumullahu khaira, brothers. I know I went over. <laughs> I went much over. But as I said, wallah, if we really want to stop, you know, just the questions that I mentioned at the end, if you really think about it, needs a lesson or two just on that amount of questions. Then imagine like in all the other questions, like what's the ruling on someone who kills someone else whilst under the influence of alcohol? What's the ruling on getting the drink spiked and the prayers and one, two, three? And there's a lot of other matters. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to protect us, our families, our community, our ummah from drugs and intoxication. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to rid us of the disease that is the drug dealers. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy on us and to forgive us and to shower his blessings upon us. Jazakumullahu khaira. Wallahu a'la wa a'lam wa sallillahu wa sallim wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa wala. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.